Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9 on 2FM. It is time to talk friendships. Our resident sex and relationship therapist, Rachel, is here. Hi, Rachel. How's it going? I'm very well, thanks. And you? Good. I'm not too bad. Now, last week... We kind of scratched the surface uh, with uh, toxic uh, relationships, but we had a lot of people asking about toxic friendships. We were talking about in-laws and families last week. Mm. Can we talk about toxic friendship just for a second? And how would you define that? Yeah, so I would say a toxic friendship is where one or both people are being kind of used or harmed, you know, in in a variety of ways Uh that that can happen, but it basically means that it's like really not kind of sustaining or nourishing in the friendship that it's it's quite painful for one or potentially both people. How do you know if you're in one? Um, well, there's there's different flavors of this. So it could be that, you know, for some people it's to do with their friend being really flaky. Now, some people have a really high tolerance for flakiness and it just doesn't bother them. Whereas for some people, they're going to find that incredibly painful in a friendship if someone is regularly kind of canceling at the last minute. Um, then there might be something like, you know, people having a lot of just j- jokey humor with each other, slagging each other off. Again, some people have like very low sensitivity and high tolerance for that. And others are going to find that really like hurtful and offensive and difficult and kind of, uh, you know, just just find it really draining to be around. So realistically, I think knowing that you're in a toxic friendship is going to be about you feeling like you are being used or that you're not being respected, that your boundaries are being crossed a lot, um, maybe that you're being invalidated, that you don't feel like the person has has time for you or is being very reciprocal in the in the friendship. So there's some ways that you can know that it, it seems like the dynamic has gone toxic. Okay. How can you save a friendship like that? I mean, is it worth it or is it kind of wishful thinking? I think it depends on the friendship because so because sometimes, you know, you might have a historical friendship where maybe you've known each other since school or college or maybe you met because you both had kids around the same time or something like that. And so you might have been friends for years and years and maybe that friendship was always quite toxic or maybe it was very fulfilling for, you know, and kind of reciprocal for a long period of time. And it's become that way. So it's really down to a case by case basis as to whether you want to try and save it, because in certain situations, it's going to be more difficult to just cut someone out of your life. Um, and so you kind of have to take that into account and also how painful it is for you. And then are you willing to actually talk to the person? Because so often I have people coming to me telling me, you know, about how this awful friend has done X, Y, Z to them. And they've never told this person that the, this is bothering them. And so the other person doesn't is just going on oblivious and doesn't have an opportunity to potentially anyway change their behavior, which could make things much better. So, you know, I don't know. Have you ever been in a toxic friendship that you oh, tried those. to say? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 I have. <laughs> um, but I, I, I had a whole toxic group. But it, sometimes it is best to cut off. But if you don't want to salvage the relationship, I suspect... Uh, But I find this quite a tricky one. It's a lot more difficult to navigate the friendships than the romantic relationships. I don't know why, because with a partner, if they're toxic or they're not making you feel good or if they're being flaky, you just break it off. But with friendships, we kind of feel this obligation to make it work, especially if time is involved, if they're a historical friend. Yeah, totally. And also, you know, our friends are realistically our support network, although in our kind of global northern Western society, we still massively see kind of romantic relationships as being the top of the hierarchy. You know, romantic relationships are more likely to come and go. 
Um, you know, very few romantic relationships are going to last the whole of someone's lifetime. And so it's friendships that often are going to be in there for the for the long run. And so, you know, it can be much more like painful and difficult. You know, I think I have a lot of people who come to me being like, God, I th- feel like there's something wrong with me that I feel still feel so much anger or grief or guilt about this friendship that ended. You know, it feels like they were my partner. Um, when they weren't. And that's really, really common because there can be a lot tied up in the kind of intimacy and relationship that you have and, and kind of being around each other in different contexts in ways that potentially you, you don't have with a romantic partner. So it can be really complex and very painful yeah. when it is challenging or when it ends. Absolutely. Let's talk about a different type of friendship, a work colleague, for example, because we spoke about work wives recently and yeah. working as part of a team for 40 hours a week or more can develop you know, strong bonds. But what happens when they're too strong? I mean, is there a line? Well, we know what the line is, but is there a a line you should never cross, so to speak? Yeah, I think that's, again, you know, it's very hard to say, like, that there's a hard and fast rule with that because, you know, you can potentially, lots of people have their lifelong friends that they met at work. You know, it's not like I think that it should be um, that you kind of keep people at arm's length just because you're working together. But it can mean that it becomes more complex when you are very close to someone and there has to be kind of decisions made in work or there's the potential for someone to feel jealous or, you know, that you've prioritized someone else when that's more to do with the emotional connection you have with that person um, rather than it being about what's happening with work. So it just kind of adds in these extra layers Uh, that make it more difficult, just as it would be if you're kind of dating, you know, someone who you work with. It's going to be more, more painful and complicated if that becomes difficult or needs to end. Um, But it it can also be an amazing way to meet great people who might be in your life for the rest of your life. See, it's one thing to cut someone out of your personal life. You just, you know, you know, stop texting and all that kind of stuff. But if you work with someone, I mean, how can you end a friendship at work without risking your job or making things really uncomfortable when you might have yeah. to see them every single day <laughs> yeah I mean yeah it's not easy you kind of have to weigh up you know when you're thinking about cutting someone out you know first of all again as I said earlier like is this something that you've brought to the person is it potentially something that needs to be brought to HR you know most of us especially in Ireland haven't had great modeling of kind of conflict resolution you know in our families in society and so we're not brilliant at kind of bringing something to someone quite frankly and straightforwardly without attacking them or blaming them and just kind of going, look, this has been happening. It isn't quite working for me. I'd really like for us to figure out if we can do things differently. You know, it's actually quite an easy conversation. It can still be, you know, uncomfortable and sometimes there isn't resolution. But most of us need more practice of being able to say, you know, this is what's going on for me because often the other person has no idea and and then figuring out whether things can be different. And that just is, you know, likely again, to be a bit more complex in a situation where you're going to be seeing the person potentially every day. You might also, there might also be a power hierarchy there where maybe they're your manager, maybe they're your boss. Um, that's going to make things much, much harder as well, rather than if you're kind of peers, um, yeah. which might mean that it's just a bit, bit simpler to kind of avoid each other um, or just kind of be civil and, and not take it any more, any further than that. Okay. Okay. So here's the question. What steps would you say can be good to help you set boundaries in what you allow to ex- people to expect from you as, uh, as a friend, as a colleague or, or both? 
Yeah, probably, you know, sit down, take some time yourself. You could do this with other friends, maybe a partner or someone in your family if they're, you know, you have that kind of relationship where you can do this and just kind of sort through, you know, what it is that you want. Now, sometimes you're just not going to know, like maybe you've had a great friendship with someone and it started to become difficult, either that you found them, you know, uh, maybe that there's a lot of competition, it feels like between you, maybe it feels like they're, you know, using you a bit and you feel exploited. It might be that they're a bad influence, you know, that you're finding that they're like really encouraging you to do stuff that you've told them that you don't want to do, or maybe you haven't told them, but it just still feels like a bad influence. Maybe they're being a bit controlling or judgmental or gossip, gossipy or whatever it is. Um, you've got to work out, you know, to some degree what you're willing to kind of put up with and what you want from that friendship um, and then decide, you know, what you're going to share with them as to where your boundary is. And again, sometimes you're not going to know exactly in advance because you might have had just a bit of a rough patch with that person. And so you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to be particularly close to them again. But certainly you can kind of say, look, this hasn't been working well for me or this has made me uncomfortable. Um, I'd really like for us to kind of slow things down or be a bit more boundaried about what we talk about or what we do together and then, you know, work out whether, you know, over that period of time that person is doing that and you're also doing it. Are you kind of taking responsibility for your part in that as well and sort of reevaluate whether that's, you know, a few days later, a few weeks later and kind of kind of decide whether that seems like something that you need okay. to have another conversation about yeah. or you need to end it or actually things have gotten better and you're all good. Okay, okay, let me ask you this then. What about if your partner seems to have toxic friendships? Should you get involved? Oh, that, that's a, like, that can be quite a painful one because if they're trying to get you involved either by complaining a lot about how they're in toxic friendships, then they are bringing it into your relationship. Yeah. So I would say you're probably best to not get that directly involved, particularly if you see a pattern of your partner having quite a lot of toxic friendships. There's going to be only so much that you can do with that. So I would say you're going to have to respectfully say, look, I love you. I care about you. I want you to have, you know, supportive, nice friendships, uh, safe feeling friendships with people. And, you know, I don't really know how I can support you in this because it seems like you're, you're complaining a lot about these people and nothing's really changing. And I don't really know how to help you here. Um, so, I'd, you know, although I want although I care about you, I'd kind of appreciate that we didn't, you know, talk about this. Which Just, is good, isn't going to feel great. Yeah, you're not going to. Yeah, a lot of texts coming in, Rachel. I'm just going to read one out to you. Go Hi, on. Jen and Rachel. I was in a toxic friendship for a few years with my boyfriend's sister. Right. I had to set boundaries with her in October and I'm so much happier without that friendship. It was all about her and never wanted to know about me. No support whatsoever. And I supported her through so much. It was the best decision I ever made. So sometimes it, it could be as simple as I don't feel supported by that person. I feel it's always about them. That could be signs of a toxic relationship oh, right re really really common you know you can in some ways i think there you can kind of categorize uh what can end up feeling like toxic friendships into uh the it feeling more like there's a bully or that they're they're the other person's a parasite um you know and that sometimes there's elements of both but it might be that you know yeah as this person said that it's all about the other person however I, you know, we don't know from that text, did this person ever bring it up with their boyfriend's sister? You know, because possibly the sister thought 
that this person was completely happy with how much she was, you know, talking about herself and her own life. Maybe she found that when she asked this person who's messaged in, um, you know, about themselves, that they kind of deflected, um, you know, not to say that therefore it's the person who's written in fault, but that, that you know, it does often take two to tango. So you've got to kind of be willing to look at potentially, your, you know, your potential side in what's gone on. Because sometimes you're willing to just cut the person out and that's enough um, and you don't need to go any further. And sometimes it would be better to have some, you know, awkward, uncomfortable, but potentially very helpful conversations. We're never going to do that. We're Irish. I'm sorry, that's never going to happen. But it's a nice thought. I'll be <laughs> Rachel. campaigning for this for the rest of my life. But. Absolutely. Uh, that's why we need you. We need to talk to you. Rachel, thank you so much. That was great. Um, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah. Talk to you, Jen. Thanks, Of Next week, we are talking introverts, extroverts. So we'd love to hear from you on that. Jen at RT.ie. Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9. On 2FM.